you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today... I am doing a podcast called Maintaining Your Balance because I want to talk to you about balance and keeping your balance. Not talking about emotionally, I am talking about physically. I'm talking about staying straight up, staying on your feet, not taking falls. As we get older, our odds of taking a fall go up. That's probably not surprising to you. Mostly, it's because our muscles and our bones lose strength. And if you combine that with not exercising as much as we used to, you get a formula for falling and hurting ourselves. I personally have a history of falling. Now, that didn't just start as I got older. That has been going on for many years. For me, that's mostly because I don't pick up my feet and so I trip on things which is a different, although probably not unrelated issue. First off today, I am going to talk about some of the specific causes associated with getting older that can cause balance issues. And then I'm going to suggest a few types of exercise programs that you might want to check out to strengthen your core, help your balance and mindset and flexibility. So let's jump right into it. Cause number one is loss of muscle mass, which is sometimes called sarcopenia, which usually refers to skeletal muscle, which is the muscles that are around and support your bones, your skeleton. The average woman over 50 loses three to 5% of their muscle mass every 10 years. That's quite a bit. Unlike men, we women don't do as much physical exercise as we get older and our muscle mass starts to turn into fat. A second cause is the medications that we all take or people take. I don't take many of these. Things like antidepressants, diuretics, beta blockers, narcotics, antihistamines, muscle relaxants, sedatives, digoxin, Digoxin, I know that's not, I'm not pronouncing that right. Anticonvulsants and nitrates are among the many medications that can increase the risk of a fall. Orthopedic problems can also precipitate a fall. Things like foot, knee, or ankle injuries, a previous fracture, arthritis, and or lower back pain are some examples of orthopedic problems. Cognitive disorders like Alzheimer's and dementia can also increase falls. And people with arthritis, osteoarthritis, especially of their knees, which makes sense, and rheumatoid arthritis, as well as low levels of vitamin D, all of those type of people can also experience falls and having more of them. Interestingly, 
Hearing loss is also associated with falls, according to a study that appeared in the Archive of Internal Medicine. The reason for this is that hearing loss can dull the awareness of your surroundings. And if your brain is dealing with hearing deficiencies, it leaves fewer brain resources to help with balance and walking. We always forget that our brain really does have something to do with all this. So this affects those people who have not gotten hearing aids to help them counteract their hearing issues. Now, visual impairment has a kind of obvious relationship to falls. If you can't see where you're going, it's easier to trip over something or into something. And it can also affect your balance if you think about it. If you try closing your eyes and walking or standing on one foot, it's much more difficult than when you have your eyes open and you can adjust and recognize where you are in space. Osteoporosis, Parkinson's, and strokes also can make people more prone to taking falls. I know that my mom had osteoporosis and my dad had Parkinson's, and they both certainly did take more falls as they got older. If you do start to fall, there are a few ways, of course, if you can remember them in the moment, good luck with that, to try and lessen the impact of the fall. So take extra care when you walk on hard, slippery, or even uneven surfaces. You can try to break your fall by grabbing onto whatever solid surface is available. Sometimes that's not really very helpful. Try breaking your fall with your hands as a broken arm has fewer complications than a broken hip. So I also read somewhere that for women, <clears throat> after having a broken hip, they are much more likely to die soon, soon after, within a year after having broken their hip. <clears throat> so I thought that was kind of interesting. Some other things to think about doing is to buy and wear shoes that fit your feet well and don't wear shoes that have large soles because they can get caught on things like furniture and curbs. Avoid high heels for obvious reasons and especially don't walk around in just socks or anything else that has a tendency to slip. There are quite a few kinds of exercise as well as some individual exercises that can help with strengthening your core, balance, strength, and flexibility, all of which will help with lowering the odds of taking a fall. Tai Chi helps by giving you a better feel for where you are and where your body is in space, as well as improving your postural stability. All of this helps you to catch yourself when you get off balance and before you actually fall. Although you may not realize it, Tai Chi also helps with increasing strength and mindset mind awareness. And it can also be done at various levels for people who may or may not have other issues like Parkinson's, osteoporosis, or just normal age-related issues. Yoga, which I've talked about on this podcast before, and also will be having another podcast interview with a yoga teacher who I talked to before. I will be interviewing her again and having a discussion in the next month or so. So having said that, 
there's a review of 22 studies of yoga exercise that found that adults 60 and over who participated in yoga improved in all three areas, flexibility, strength, and endurance. Another exercise program which helps in all of these areas is Pilates. And that may surprise some people. I know it kind of surprised me who haven't thought of Pilates being good for older adults, but it actually is a low impact and joint friendly program, which helps to strengthen your core along with flexibility, balance, and posture. And I have heard it recommended for people with back pain as it moves the spine in all directions and instructors then can point out the proper form to use to strengthen all of these areas. There are a number of ways that you can check out some of these programs for yourself and find what looks interesting to you. Try a few of them out. Your local library may have cassettes, CDs, or online programs that you can check out and learn on your own. There are also many, many, many of them that are available online for free or paid. Your local YMCA, YWCA, gym, or adult school may also offer online classes or hopefully in person if we ever can get back to that. I know they used to. Also check out any adult education programs or retired adult programs that are in your community or that are associated with some other association or club or whatever that you belong to, someplace like ARP, for instance. My last suggestion applies to everyone, and that is not to spend long periods of time sitting. It's not good for your muscles, your flexibility, and your brain. It's not good for your core. Try to only sit for an hour at a time, then get up and just walk around, go to the bathroom, walk out to get the mail, get yourself a cup of coffee, anything like that to just get you up and get the blood flowing. Personally, I quite often forget to do it, but I am starting to set a timer to remind me it's that important especially as you get older. I know that it has had a negative impact on some of my leg muscles already, which I still haven't been able to work out or work through. So if you or someone you know takes a fall, be sure to help them regain their strength and balance. Having that core strength and exercising their muscles and flexibility can also help them to maintain their brain health as well. It's all connected and your mind is dependent on your body being healthy. Spend some time on your own self-care and also help those closest to you to work on their self-care as well. That's it for today's show. As usual, I want to say that I am not a doctor. This is not to be seen or taken as medical advice. If you are having extreme cases or any kind of cases of some of these issues, please go, or other issues, please go and see your own doctor. Or if it's having an emergency, let's say you take a fall and you need to go, go to the emergency room. I, when I took my fall, I didn't go to the emergency room until quite a few hours later, but I did go the same day. That was when I broke my clavicle or my collarbone, better known as. That is going to be it for today. I hope everyone is doing okay under our COVID 
and all of the other issues that are going on right now. So hope everyone's well, and I will be talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.